Welcome to the Global Watch Prayer Podcast. Thank you for joining us as we build community in prayer to empower the church from local expressions to global connections. For more information and resources on the Global Watch, visit theglobalwatch.com. All right, so we want to welcome everybody. This is the Global Watch International Call. It is January 6, 2023, 5 p.m. Jerusalem time. And this hour is Shabbat, which is our favorite hour of the week. This is the first Shabbat of the calendar year for 2023. Mm. Today's Shabbat is going to be led by our very own Carolyn Hyde from the Galilee. And, and we are just excited and thrilled to have you with us, Carolyn. And Carolyn has a new, a new recording, not recording, but a new, I don't know, production system, which is, which sounds really great. So we're inaugurating that for Shabbat. And uh, let's, let me just pray a blessing over you, Carolyn, and then we'll just turn it right over to you. Father, I just thank you for Carolyn. I thank you for the Hyde family. What a great, incredible family, Lord, and for Carolyn's sons and all the things that they're doing and her husband and Carolyn, just a woman of God who just loves you, is called according to your purpose hears from you and is obedient in stepping out to places and to ministries where you have called her and even when she doesn't understand. And so we just thank you, Lord. We just, we just declare more, Lord, more. We just declare that your favor surrounds her as with a shield. We just declare Ephesians 1, that she would continually have a spirit of wisdom and revelation, that she might know you better. We just declare renewed strength that Psalm 103 that her youth is renewed like the eagles. And, and we just say no weapon formed against her will prosper, that you would hide her in the shelter of your wings, that no harm would come to her, no destruction near her tent. We declare divine health. We declare no accidents or injuries. We declare more than enough provision in Yeshua's name. And may the joy of the Lord be her strength. In Yeshua's name, amen. 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 Todah Thank you so much. So good to see you all, and Shabbat Shalom. So let's start off the Shabbat with lighting the candles, and I don't usually use these candlesticks, but since we're talking about Poland today and the heritage journey the Lord just took us on and how this ties in with what's happening in Israel, these are one of the few things that my grandmother took from Poland. These were her candlesticks for Shabbat. So these are a family treasure. And let's light the candles. I don't have a table, so we'll light them one at a time. And say the bracha together. Shalom, Shabbat Shalom, Shabbat 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 Shalom. Shabbat 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 Shalom. Shalom lekuchem to everyone. And Wow, may this be a very, very special Shabbat for each one of you. Hold on, let me put these over here. Hallelujah. Wow. It's always good to 
start Shabbat with a little bit of gratitude. It's one of the things that we love to do and then also worship. So maybe just maybe just have five or six people say briefly what you're grateful for, just the, the platform. I just want to say I'm so grateful for each one of you and I'm grateful that we're not traveling right now so I can spend more time with you all. <laughs> and I'm just grateful for Shabbat, a time of rest. Anyone else? Yeah. Amen. If you want to just, if people just want to raise their hands, just let's just do that quickly and just, just say very briefly what it is that you're thankful for. <clears throat> Go ahead, Cheryl. I'm grateful for this watch and meeting together as a body here together, learning and growing and praying. Yeah. Amen. Amen. So good. Thank you. Amy, go ahead. I'm just really grateful for all the things I've learned this last year about the prophetic through the global watch, this whole family, the building up of seeing the watchman on the wall and just how inc much encouragement is really given me. So I just want to pray blessing for all of you. Amen. That's so good. Thank you, Amy. I'm so grateful for the unity alive between Jew and Gentile on this global watch. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Uli. Go ahead, Julie. You have to unmute just, yourself. <clears throat> just grateful for life and it's in Yeshua. Life in Yeshua and the fullness thereof to all of you. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Julie. Utah, go ahead. I'm thankful that the joy of the Lord is our strength. Always, always. <laughs> yes. Amen. Amen. Go ahead, Eileen. I'm grateful for God's faithfulness, his mercy, and his grace, and for each of you. Thank you. Amen. Go ahead, Friedrich and Monica. We are thankful for Shabbat every week for the day of rest the Lord gave us. Yes, amen. Amen. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah, we can have a couple other people. Come on, some of you shy ones, go ahead and raise yeah. your hand. And tell us what you're thankful for. <clears throat> Okay, well, I just want to say I'm thankful for the new year. Oh, there's a couple more. Okay, go ahead. Dahlia, go ahead. Real short. I'm thankful for the Holy Spirit. Praise God. Amen. It's good. Yeah, I'm thankful for all these prophecies and promises, and I'm waiting happening as part of Global Watch over our lives. Yes. And Renny, we're thankful for you, and we're thankful for the India Watch. And uh, we just do declare blessings over you in the new year in 2023. Yep. Okay. Last call. I'm thinking for my family and for you, a bigger family that I have in the Lord. And every time I see so many places that I know, and I love each and every year and you cannot do anything about that. <laughs> That's so good. Thank you, Esther. We love you. And there's nothing you can do about that either. Amen. So good. It's so good to express gratitude on Shabbat, especially, I'll give you a little hint. You all probably already know this. You probably already heard me say it, but I, maybe we don't have the corner on the market, but we Jews are really good at complaining. <laughs> and when you start off your Shabbat with gratitude, it's really easy to do away with the complainer, or at least minimize it. So that's why we, sh we start off our Shabbats with gratitude and then go from there.
And later on, the complaining comes. Don't worry, it'll creep in. But it's so important and it changes the atmosphere spiritually, emotionally, even physically. So praise God. I also want to say I'm so grateful for Margaret and Ray from Malta because they're the ones who introduced me to Isabella from Poland. After they read the dreams that I had about Poland, they're the ones who made that connection. And so thank you, Margaret and Ray. Isabella, we couldn't have made that journey without her. It was amazing. She was a godsend. So I want to start off with worship, though, and with a couple of songs that would have been sung in the old country. This first one is Vataher Labenu. It's Ashkenazi. Okay, you know the difference. There's Sephardim, the Sephardic Jews from mostly the Middle Eastern area, Spain, and through the Middle East, Northern Africa. And then you've got the Ashkenazi Jews like me who came out of Poland, Russia. And so we speak Hebrew a little differently than the way most native Israelis speak it because most native Israelis are farting. And you'll hear it in this song. It's a little different accent. So this song comes from Psalm 51 create in me a clean heart and this is a hasidic melody there's nothing we can do for our works oh our father in heaven have mercy on us let justice roll down like the waters and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream Justice roll down like the waters, and righteousness like an ever-flowing stream. Let it rain, let it rain down. Um, the earth will be filled with your glory. As the waters cover all the sea, the earth will be filled with your glory. As the waters cover, cover all the sea, let it rain, rain down, ah. let it rain down, ah. let it rain your glory, oh. let your truth rain down on us, let the love of your truth, oh, the love of your truth rain down. There is no one like you. Open up our eyes and wonder that we would see you. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. Worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every song we could ever sing. You're worthy of all the praise we could ever bring. Worthy of every breath we could ever breathe. We live for you. We live for you. Holy, there is no one like you. There is none beside you. Open up my eyes and wonder and show me who you are and fill me with your heart. Lead me. I will build my life upon. 
Thank you for our peace and our rest that we find only in you, only in you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Adonai. Praise God. Praise God for that firm foundation and that we live on the rock of Yeshua. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I want to share some encouraging stories with you tonight. Amen. We will not be shaken this year. <laughs> Even though it's going to be a year of a lot of shaking, I just feel it. But it's okay. It's okay. God did so many wonders in Poland. We, I won't be able to share all the stories with you, but again, it started with a series of dreams that he gave, and he made it abundantly clear we were to go. And then, thanks to Margaret and Ray, we were introduced to our wonderful guide and translator, Isabella, who we just treasure. And she, yeah, amazing woman of God, very prophetic. And now, this is not the normal way to travel, right? You wake up in the morning, you don't know where you're going most of the time. You don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> you just wake up and you say, okay, Lord, where do you want us to go today? What do you want us to do today? And then God just opens the door and he just takes us. And that's exactly what happened on this journey. Just a brief background. My father's side of the family, the Margolans and the Sakovits, are from Lithuania and Belarus, Ukraine. But my mother's side of the family, my, my mother's parents were both born in the same little village called Zambrov in a more southeastern part of Poland. And the Jewish community there was all but eradicated. Everybody was carried off to the camps, except for the very, very few who were able to survive in the forest. But this wasn't just about that. So I'm just going to share a few highlights, and then I'll, there's something very special I'd like to pray into. Because you know me, I always have a motive that ties back to the salvation of Israel <laughs> and praying into that. The first day, I tried to reach Rick Wynike because I knew we were flying into Krakow, and he was a 
perfect way to start the journey with the Fountain of Tears. I've never met him. I had never met him. I'd never been to the Arad Fountain of Tears. I tried to call him. I never got a hold of him. Somehow, somebody sent him one of my dreams, and he called me. <laughs> And he said, come, and we will, I'd like to give you a personal tour. And so there were 11 of us on the team that God assembled. And so we traveled there, and it was an incredible time. We, we were speechless. By the way, there were four Israelis on this trip. The rest were Americans or Europeans. And the, out of the four of us, one is my husband, He's Richard is a Christian, but the other three of us, Judith and Janice, who you met, they were over for Shabbat last week and they were on the call, and they are, like me, Messianic Jews of Polish heritage. We were all speechless at the Fountain of Tears, and while we were there, I didn't feel like we were supposed to go into the camp of Auschwitz and Birkenau, and the others didn't either. But when Rick described to us the real entrance of Auschwitz-Birkenau was just 300 meters from the Fountain of Tears. It's where the train stopped, and everybody got out of the train, and there the selection was made, the final selection. Some to go to death, and some to go to life, if you can call it that, of working in the camps. And so what the Lord spoke to my heart immediately when I heard that is, he reminded me of how all those years ago, over 2,000 years ago, we, the Jewish people, selected. Our final selection was Barabbas instead of Yeshua. We selected him, and we said when we were told, why, what did Yeshua do wrong? What, what's your problem? And we said, let his blood be on us and upon our children. And we basically spoke a blessing and a curse upon ourselves. And the Lord said, go to that place of the final selection and choose me as your final selection, Yeshua. And so this is what the team did. And we took communion with our, amongst ourselves. We took communion daily amongst ourselves and at every site. And we took communion with the land. And so I had salt and oil. I gave the oil to Isabella for comfort, and the Lord told me to give the salt to Adiola. She's from London. And she had just prayed, Lord, I need salt. And as soon as she prayed that, I handed her the bag. That sums up the journey, like everything everybody was praying for just happened like that. The next day we went to Wooch. Maybe you've seen it as L-O-D-Z. I used to call it Loch because I didn't know how to speak anything correctly in Polish. I still don't, but it's called Wuch. And this place, the flag of the city only has a boat on it, but there are no rivers there. There are no ponds. There are no lakes. There's nothing. <laughs> so yeah, that's it. So how, why would they have that on their flag? Turns out there are 18 channels flowing under the city. 18, that's the number of chai, the number of life. And so we were met by an intercessor when we first got there, and she took us to one of the 18 channels, and we stood over it, and we prayed. We then took, it was really amazing, when we first got there and began to pray, this huge flock of crows that were angry started swooping all around us, almost touching us. And we started just speaking in tongues and declaring that they would not thwart this mission. And instantly they were gone, and no crows came the whole time we were there, the rest of the time. It was like just 
gone. And, and so we took communion there again with the land, and this time we took communion with the water. And by the way, the part where she took us was the former Jewish ghetto of Wuch. And, and then that night we were in a church. The Lord opened a lot of doors and churches in the evening after a full day of being on the land. So this is a story I want to go into. Yeah, because I want to leave time to pray. So near the end of the journey, this was a very full day. This was the one Friday that we had in Poland. We, the three cars drove to the north after Warsaw, and we got to, we were going to Brov, Sokoli, and Tikochen. These are the areas where my family came from, the Sussmans and the Bernsteins. So when we first got to, we drove there, and I just felt so strongly when we got to Zambrov. Let's exit here. And the rest of the cars went north to Tikochen. It's okay. And we covered more territory that way. So we, yeah, so we went to a place. Isabella was trying to find the town historian. And while we were waiting, the only four people who, the only, there were only four of us in the car there, and Richard and I and Isabella and Janice, who's one of the Jewish believers, Israelis, I mentioned. And uh, she was mentioning how, yeah, my, my grandfather, Sam Bernstein, is Max Bernstein. Mine's Sam Bernstein. And she said, he was born around here, but I don't know what city. And then I said, wow, my grandfather never talked about his childhood. It was like he had a very big trauma. And Janice said, wow, my grandfather too. And then I got out my phone and I showed her a picture of my grandfather. And she began to cry. And she said, that's the face, the face of my grandfather. So either they were twins or they were brothers, we don't know. But we were so excited to find, we had to go all the way to Poland to find out that my, my neighbor is like maybe a cousin or something. Then we went to the town historian. That was just beautiful to, to go there. And, and then all three vehicles came together in the forest outside of Zambrov and Sokoli. It's the largest forest, and according to my... Cousin Avigdor, who lives in Jerusalem, he was born in Sokoli. He said, he and his wife said, this, the largest forest outside, this is where the Jews hid when the Nazis rolled into town. I just want to say, my grandparents immigrated to America, and they got out in the 1920s. So they didn't go through that, but all their friends and family who they left behind did. So we went to the forest, we had a time of communion, prayer, worship, and then we were invited to this little church in Zambro for Erev Shabbat dinner. They made us dinner and everything. Janice and I were still so reeling from this discovery, and we shared with the pastor in the church what happened, that we're family. And the pastor said, just a minute, and he went out. And he came back with two of these books. Oh, I forgot to mention. Before we saw the town historian, we went in the town library and we saw this book. It's the history of the Jews in Zambrov. And I said, I have to buy that book <laughs> now. <laughs> and they said, you can't, it's a library book. And I said, where can I buy it? And they said, it's not for sale anywhere. And so I was very upset, but what can you do? The pastor Friday night presented us, Janice and I, with two books. Immediately we looked at Isabella and said, you told him, you told him. And Jan Isabella said, no, I didn't tell him anything. And then the pastor explained, I bought these books a month ago. The Lord told me to buy two of them. 
and keep them, and he would tell me who to give them to. And that was the night he gave them to Isabella and I. I know, it just blew us away. This is really hearing the voice of God. And that's exactly what happened. No, the church from Zambrov, they didn't even, they never heard of us. They didn't know we were coming. Amen, Amy. They didn't even know we were coming until two days before we got there, when Isabella called them and said, hey, we're going to come to Zambrov. Can we? And so he bought them a month previously. So like you said, you can't make this stuff up. And now this is the thing. I don't know if you can see this very well. Can you see that a little bit? That's the Sussman family. That's my, my grandmother is in that picture. And her parents, my great-grandparents, were some of the founding members of Measharim, the ultra-Orthodox stronghold in Jerusalem. And Mendel, and it says, Mendel Sussman is in this book, which is an absolute treasure to see. And then I found out things about him. He wasn't a loser, like my grandmother said. He was a carpenter. And they called him the half-carpenter. And according to my grandmother, he left us. He went off to be a Talmud scholar in Jerusalem, and he left us behind seven children with my great-grandmother in Poland. And it did seem pretty mean. But what it, the whole story is in this book. It turns out that when people would bring furniture to him or plans for what they wanted built, he would sit down and he would make elaborate drawings and he didn't want to just put things together in with spit and glue, as they say. He wanted to take time. Well, the people of Zambrov didn't want that. They wanted things put together quickly. So he couldn't make a living there. And people mocked him, including my grandmother. And so he went to, he ran away to Israel. He immigrated to Palestine, it was called then, in 1906. And he caught the attention of the head of the Bezalel School of Arts. I don't know if you've heard of that, but in Israel, if you're an artist and you get into the Bezalel Academy of Arts, there's nothing higher than that. That's like the biggest privilege for an artist. The, the head of that school noticed Mendel Sussman and brought him on staff to be a professor there. And so it turns out that he wasn't a loser after all. <laughs> and so these are things that I discovered in Poland. I just want to share one more thing quickly. Yeah, then, and then he brought the family. The, the ones, my, like with my grandmother, they were already old enough and they stayed behind in America. But the rest of the family he brought back to Israel. So I, ha I have a lot of family here. So anyway... Again, amazing story. The last day in Warsaw, as we walked through the great synagogue, all I was hearing was Hebrew. So I would just walk up to people and say, where are you from? And just start chatting with people. But I could see a look on the faces, and I had it too, in the synagogue and in the adjacent cemetery where there was this longing, like, what happened? What happened? And I've been talking about Poland since I got back with many Israelis who are pre-believers, Ashkenazim of Polish-Russian heritage, and they all have the same reaction. This look comes on their faces of wonder. What happened? What went wrong? What did we do wrong? 
You know, I don't know if you know the history of the Jews in Poland, but we were welcomed there in the 900s by the king, and we were protected, and we prospered, we flourished there. And they always said the cream of world Jewry was from Poland. It's where Yiddish was born. It's where great playwrights, the great artists, musicians, all the greatest came out of Poland. And yet, out of the six million who were murdered in the Holocaust, three and a half million came out of Poland. And so, it's there's something there, and I can't put my finger on it, but even in our home group, when I came back, we came back and they asked me to share a little bit, and about 10 of us Ashkenazi Jews in that home group, the whole night long we were just in wonder. And I can't explain it. I don't understand it. I don't know. And so this is what I wanted to submit to you all to pray into and see if the Lord, maybe we'll just take a minute to wait on him and see what the Lord shows. Because there's something with the Polish connection. On the very final day before we flew out of Krakow, we met with, as a team for the last time, and I said, I guess this is the end. And immediately the Lord spoke to me and said, this is not the end, this is the beginning. And I thought, what, are we going to come back to Poland? I don't know. I don't know. But there's something to this very deep. And that was the other thing with Poland. It was all about in the spirit opening a well that had been blocked. And there's something with Poland and with the Jewish people here in Israel. So let's just take a minute to wait on the Lord. And then please feel free to unmute, to pray, to share impressions, whatever the Lord gives you. Heavenly Father, we just love you, Lord. It's so beautiful to be led by you, that we just surrender to you, Lord. Hear your voice and obey and do what you call us to do. And it, the life becomes so easy. We don't have to try. Father, we thank you for Carolyn and her team. Thank you that she has a listening ear, Lord. Her spiritual ears always open to you and her eyes. Father, we ask that you'll expand her border. And every dream she has, Lord, we ask that you will interpret it for her, Lord. Because you have so much meaning. You have so much to unfold into her life, Lord. And so we thank you for this time. We thank you for you, for who you are. Lead us every day in this time. And we thank you and we ask this in the mighty name of Yeshua. Amen. 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 Go ahead, Margaret. When you spoke that, Carolyn, I just saw in the olden days when you have a cardigan and you want to remove it and do it again, you put it in a, you remo remove all the wool and you put it in a ball. I don't know if you know what I mean. You know, the, uh, what, I saw this ball of wood. It's not evenly put together. You just go like that and you put it in a ball. And I just saw the beginning of the wool, the ball, starting from Poland. But I just saw the ball of wool. So I don't know what that means to you. And I don't understand myself. Hmm. It's almost like a cardigan that was woven and then taken apart so that it could be rewoven. Could be. I don't know. I don't Pray know. about that. Yeah. Okay. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Margaret. Thank you. <clears throat> Go 
Go ahead, Amy. And thinking about that, you know, that ball of wool, you know, the scripture says in Psalm 139, you've knit me together in my father, in my womb, and God is knitting something because he's birthing something that maybe we can't see at all, just like you can't see a baby being formed in the womb. God is doing something that will be brought to the birth. And then the other thing with you sharing about all your family and that history that Jesus is the kinsman redeemer for what all of this history is there in Poland and all these connections. And maybe we can't see everything, but God is moving and that redemptive purpose. And so you will hear the word behind you saying, this is the way, walk in it as you're seeking his face, know which way to move. So I just want to speak that over you. Thank you, Amy. You wow, that's great. Thank you. Go ahead, Dahlia. Dahlia, you're, you're muted. Oh, did you want to say something, Carolyn? I thought I heard a voice. No? Okay. I just really feel like that to release this word, it's been very strong in my own life. And it's for Israel too, California, the United States. New Year's Eve, there was a huge outpouring of rain all over California, I think, but in the Bay Area, it was unbelievable. And I was stuck in it and our home got flooded. This was New Year's Eve. And then I, I got this word it, and I believe it's so strong. Isaiah 43, 16, here is what the Lord says, who made a way in the sea, a path through the raging waves, who led out chariot and horse, the army in its strength, they lay down never to rise again, snuffed out and quenched like a wick, stopped dwelling on past events and brooding over times gone by. I'm doing something new. It's springing up. Can't you see it? I'm making a road in the desert, rivers in the wasteland. And I've got a, a lot of Polish family members on my son's mother and my husband, my husband who I'm widowed. And I just want <clears> to speak <throat> rivers. This, this is so powerful from the Lord in this time right now. Rivers of living water over Poland, over the Jewish people in Israel now, and over the state of California, even in the United States. And I'm thinking of Kevin McCarthy, too, because everything the United States is doing right now is affecting Israel so strong. But you're doing something new, Father. And we're praying into all those old things are done, oh Lord, that you're bringing new life, Lord, new rivers, Lord. And we got rain coming a whole week still coming in California. This is so strong in the spirit. So I'm praying this over all Israel. This is Jewish scripture, but it's still part of California too. It's all happening right now. And I'm just, I'm praying this, Lord. I'm praying over right now with Kevin McCarthy, Lord, that You'll take all that accusation away, Lord, and bring in your Holy Spirit unity, unity, Lord, that man after your heart, Lord, that people will recognize his value. I know this is just affecting, I just want to pray this so badly into it because our country to be, to love Israel, to support Israel in these last days and praise God in Yeshua's name. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Dahlia. Thank you for praying for Kevin, too. We're in communication with his wife. We'll, we'll send a text to her this morning. Oh, beautiful. Go ahead, Esther. You have to unmute yourself. And I just feel I know how spiritual. Like something, they left something back, all the Ashkenazi, left something back in the state they are. 
everything is there. I know m- my children, if you didn't have the Moroccan side of my family, they have nobody. Nobody, the second generation, his parents lost both of them, their families. So Arya is like a mix, a new thing between two families that were completely. So the shtetl is, even though that they cannot put in a word, it's there. They are still there. And they do need the Lord. That's the only thing that they can take out. The love of Yeshua, they can say. Yeah. I think I hear what you're saying. By the way, the shtetl, that's a Yiddish word for like the ghetto, the Jewish ghetto. No, shtetl is more like small Jewish towns. It's funny how you grew up in Israel, I grew up in America. To American Jews, the shtetl is the Jewish ghetto, and it has a very bad connotation, but interesting. See, we learn from each other. We have, but yeah, can you imagine just one day losing everything? Your home, your business, your family, just the trauma of it. And I know that definitely plays into it, but there's just... There is a hole, a hole. Yeah. There is a hole that needs to be filled by yeah, there's a the hole. love of God. There exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And Ari's mother, she's from Lodge. She's from the singer's family in Lodge. Wow. Wow. Yeah. She came to know Yeshua. Beautiful. Beautiful. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow, and rare at that age. She received it in Passover celebration in Kirakatarmi. Wow. Let me ask you a question. Do you feel something lingering now that you hear this subject too? Of course, it is. Of course, it is lingering. I can see from Ari. I live with a second generation to the Holocaust. So I see it. So, yeah, and even with my children, I think because they grew up with the father, second generation. And there is a longing, even for me here, my son and David, I feel like David was there for a month in common, like looking for his family there. That's it. Looking for family. Wow. So I just want to encourage you all as the Lord puts anything on your hearts and shows you anything please i don't always get to look at all the threads i do try to go through some of them but if you hear anything specific please send it to me i'll share it with esther and i'll share it with our home group there are many ashkenazi israelis in that home group in zichron yaakov and so this would be a good time to get the elements for communion so we can because we're coming up on the top of the hour um let me get mine over here May I still share one thought with you about Poland? Yes, please, please. I just have to tell my boys to be. This is a thought that is not mine, but it is from the sister Mary from Darmstadt who have been pioneers in the reconciliation, repentance and reconciliation movement. And on the 70th anniversary of of the liberation of Auschwitz, there were about 70 believers from Germany, Poland, and the nation. You just muted yourself. In they, we were together in Auschwitz for a whole week on a prayer 
conference on the very yeah. setting of where like the area even the, even our hotel and convenience hall was in the closed area of the concentration camp and and as we were praying the sisters shared this thought of just as jerusalem has been the place of jesus crucifixion burial and resurrection also auschwitz and i would even say it it does not only relate to this very place not just to auschwitz but to poland in general it's been the graveyard of the jewish people it's the place where israel's firstborn was slain in the holocaust but just as just as with the Rus with jerusalem there is a chapter of resurrection and redemption in poland yet to be written and with this thought of hope i want to leave you with going into the lord's communion where we remember both his sacrificial death but also the power of his resurrection amen that's beautiful just beautiful and how this ties in with the this week is this is where the generations of jacob receive a blessing from their father and so this since this seems to be a generational issue today i'm even going to carry it into shabbat and just meditate on the torah portion this week and how relevant it is to this message about poland and the hope and the resurrection and knitting something new from that ball yeah so with that we just want to come before you lord we want to Thank you for the hope that you give us. Lord, let that hope fill that hole in our hearts. Father, we thank you that you gave us the wine, the blood of Messiah. We just declare the blood of Messiah. Until you return, we will declare it every time, every time. There's nothing more precious. And the blood of Messiah. And so we thank you and we lift it up. We lift up our cups to you in praise and in worship and we sing. Baruchen, Amen. Blessed are you, O Lord our God, King of the universe. You've brought forth fruit of the vine. Amen. And thank you, Father, for the bread, for the sustenance. Just was transported back for a quick second into the forest when there was no bread. In the time of the Holocaust, in many homes, there, there was no food, but bread was the staple. This represents your provision, your supernatural provision. And Father, we have no idea how people survived back then. And we have it so good now. But we also recognize that a time is coming, it doesn't seem very far away, where the third temple will be built, the man of lawlessness will stand in it and declare himself God, and then literally all hell will break loose. We've gotten little tastes of that recently, but it's not anything like what's coming. And so just as this quick picture of the people in the Holocaust who had no bread 
And here we have bread, we have everything we need. We have an abundance of it. We even waste bread sometimes. Forgive us, Father, for taking for granted your supernatural provision. And we just want to declare your supernatural provision in the coming days as the food shortages increase and as we get to a point where we won't be able to buy or sell unless we take that mark. And we're all going to say, no way, we're not taking it. So this will be our sustenance. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, for your divine provision. And so we sing, Blessed are you, O Lord, our God, King of the universe. You've given us, you've given us from the tree of life. You've given us the bread that comes from the earth. You've given us everything we need, and you provide it so beautifully. And we are so grateful for you. B'Shem Yeshua. Amen. Thank you, Father. Amen. <clears throat> Carolyn, I don't know what this has to do with your trip necessarily, but it does strike me that the Polish people right now are very involved, and Polish pastors are very involved with ministering to the Ukrainians, to the refugees ah. who have come, you know, millions of them now, and many of them have come to Poland. And there is just active, just incredible things going on in the church in Poland. And I just, I can't, I don't know what this has to do with it, but I can't help but feel that Poland, which has the stain of the reputation of Auschwitz and everything in their land, that, that this is in some measure an opportunity to just reverse that curse that's been over the land in a very real way that the Polish people can minister to those who are refugees who've been driven from their land in the Ukraine. And I think that there's something in the Polish people that is God is redeeming all kinds of things and moving forward in an incredible way. So may, may, the, may the Lord, may Yeshua show you increasingly in the days ahead the meaning of all this and what he wants to do continuing to move forward. Amen. That's beautiful. So it's almost payback. Yeah. Yeshua, in the name of Yeshua, our Messiah, I bless each of you.